0: So mixologists, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what, I should make my own podcast, I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free, pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes, the possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, M as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hi, I'm Moni, and welcome to Mixing with Moni, where each week I will try to rival your most opinionated friend who swears she's always right. I'll be mixing a few worlds together to give a POC perspective on everything POCs and the opposites are often equally shocked that I'm into, from music, politics, to hot topics, and lots of TV, and even the things that I think make it really difficult to be a young adult in today's world. I'll be covering it all, and I want you to do it with me. So, let's mix it up. Hey guys, so I'm gonna do something a little bit different this week and I'm gonna test it out. If you have a one star complaint about it, DM me on my Instagram at mixing with Moni and my Please rate me five stars only, though. If you have any problems, wait to rate me and then come bring it to me. Talk to me. See if I include it, what your suggestions are, and then rate me if you like it, you know? Very Uber style or like Yelp reviewish. But um, yeah, feel free to do that. Write me reviews and what you like. I'm going to do pretty much half Hot Topics in politics and then pretty much the rest TV. Just mainly because that's a lot of my audience, that's what they like. So if you would like more politics, let me know. If you would like more TV, let me know. I will be including time markers and disclaimers in the description so that you guys know exactly what it is that you're looking for. If you're looking for politics, I'll have a disclaimer when that starts and ends in the description. And then if you're looking for all TV, I'll tell you when that starts. If you're looking for just Bravo, I'll tell you when that starts. Um, I prefer you guys listen to all of it because everything I say is amazing, but if that's not you or you don't have time, maybe you can go back and listen to it, but let me know what you think. I will keep going this way until someone tells me otherwise. So again, let's make this a joint effort. DM me, follow me. I can't wait to hear from you all what you think. Don't forget to rate and review. And yeah, let's get into the show. All right, we are back with Hot Tops. Hopefully I don't sound too hoarse. Um, like I said, politics will be pretty quick this week. Just a couple things. That are important to point out that is going on in the world. Um, I like to do a little bit, look like to dip into a little bit of conspiracy theories. Whenever there are so many things going on in pop culture, I like to also then check in over in the news world and see what it is they're not telling me. And this whole old people face that thing has gotten all of y'all extremely distracted. So I just knew something was going on, and lo and behold, I was right. So there is a such thing called ice raids that are happening, trigger warning. Um ice raids are where the um immigration services people of the government um they have been under the current president's orders going and finding doing raids of places, homes, it's anywhere they get a tip, anywhere that they suspect, um, of people they think could be illegal illegal immigrants and questioning, arresting, detaining, um, all these different things that are happening to um people who are essentially usually minding their business but for whatever reason if, the, if ICE gets a tip or if they are given an order or if they even so much suspect or if there is anything le- criminally leading, linking them to where they could possibly be immigrants, they um, will find them. And so these raids have been kind of like escalating the, the, the normal ICE policies of the last couple years, which is interesting because ICE has been escalated in the last couple years than before. So now it's the escalation of the escalation. And now it is a matter of there's executive orders, which only can come from a president that say there will be raids of homes and families. And some criticism from the left and the democratic side has been I thought the campaign was the criminals that you were after and all the bad, quote unquote, because really a a person can't be bad and illegal, quote unquote, because a person can't really be illegal either. They can do something illegal, but they can't be legal. It's not illegal to be a human. Um, But the people who were the original targets as part of the campaign promises were supposedly only criminals but now the search and the raids have kind of included and infiltrated homes and families and most criticisms have come from I did not know that that was your target but also it's seemingly a bit on the racist side considering you have to do a great deal of um not prejudice um my brain is foggy because of the sickness a great deal of profiling in order to kind of know who it is that you would like to detain and profiling is never fun for anyone and um wherever you fall on the political spectrum just recognize and remember that until all of us have rights as humans notice i did not say rights as citizens or as um any type i'm not getting into your tax issues and who should own what and who should be able to do what Um, this is a major running point for a lot of democratic candidates. This is, this was a major running point for Republican candidates. Um, last election in, 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 in some respects is what won, um, the president, if depending on how you define when, um, and what mattered to you is what was a big deal for his numbers. So wherever you fall, just know that, human rights should be non-negotiable and some of the things that go down within these rates are definitely not on the side of human rights and until we all have human rights and we all are free in the sense of being humans then none of us are then all of our rights are in question that's just kind of how it seemingly goes um there has been some condemning of from even the right side um Not very many, because the Senate does like to tend, because the Senate is so heavily Republican, they tend to like to stick together and not really criticize each other on the front. Kind of like a couple. Like, they like to have each other's back in public and seemingly question and criticize and reprimand in private. I don't know how much reprimanding is going on behind closed doors because things seem to kind of be still moving forward. I do know that the House just recently passed um, or voted for this basically to be halted so this is going to go back and forth and quite frankly this might cause another shutdown there's no word on that being a case but anytime that the senate is not equally as piping up as the house is and there's no like the balance and the checks are not checking and balancing then we usually get some kind of a repercussion um, of sorts so the house just basically kind of is trying to halt it right now um, until they can figure out what it is exactly ICE is looking for for these deportations and why they have to happen, like, this way. What is the qualifications? Because it seems to be pretty low. I mean, the standards of what ICE is looking for within these raids is a pretty low. It has nothing really to do with criminal behavior or background. It's pretty much just profiling at this point. So there has been a few conservative um, uh People who are in the public eye, a couple of senators, but not very many, and then a couple of journalists, Um, they have been kind of out there. Megan McCain I know is one, Geraldo Rivera is one, Um, and I forget which senator they just said, but they've kind of come out and criticized and said, like, this is not linked solely with conservatives, like not all conservatives are like this or think this way. And that's the danger, though, I would challenge in conservatives all sticking together and not reprimanding each other or even the president for things that they disagree with because then it is easy to loop together everyone and I understand that everyone is so different and all conservatives can't think the same because everyone doesn't think the same so maybe it would be a little bit more beneficial if we kind of talked to each other publicly privately all of the above and at least had friendly discord and was like hey not cool keep each other accountable that being said the left The Democratic Party is fighting, and I don't like this inner fighting. It is really stressful to, it's empowering to conservatives, and it is stressful to Democrats and stressful to me overall because I have one side that is like won't stick up for anything and the other side that is so much focusing on the semantics and the order of things that it's also not getting anything done. So I would like to see there be a little bit of resolve. Um, it seems to be the younger and newer for the freshman um, Congress women. They often call them the squad, uh, who have large social media followings and presence and stuff like that, who are, um, a lot more politically left than most of the rest of the democratic party and who are definitely a lot more diverse. And I would like to see the house look more diverse. I'd like to see the Senate look more diverse. i I'd like to see representation that represents the country. However, this fighting that goes on between Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and then the squad, it's so unproductive and it's so disrespectful. They have called her basically, basically, I'm I'm simplifying, old, too old to do this. She is not simplifying, basically called them all too young or less to do this. She said that AOC... Um, comes from a district that a glass of water could have (laughs) won. And although that is so disrespectful, it's hella funny and shady. And, but she's an older, you know, Italian girl. I think she's, yeah, she's Italian grandma of many. And she has a, you know, those make the shadiest ones. I just think that we need to have a little bit. I think that each side needs to take a little bit from the other. It's okay to call each other out. Republicans. And it's okay to work together and fight and understand your agenda is not the only agenda squad like we can all do something together also this whole piping up on social media thing that all these younger you know people in the house and senate and stuff do especially the squad quote unquote which is like four of like the most like influential in social media and then like the younger demographics uh, congresswomen they are on the cover of things and they post with nancy pelosi when they first got in but the squad is constantly tweeting and stuff and getting people they have a large social media presence however that does not equate to votes and i need people to understand that their districts is what equates like they are the votes the people that they tweet to are not the votes so even if it seems like don't Get so caught up in what you see on the social media as being like how many retweets or likes something has because really that is just to maintain and guarantee political numbers in the future when reelections and stuff happen. But tweets and followers do not equate to votes in the house so really doesn't matter how large their presence is it just matters that at least you know what they're doing via social media but other than that I mean it doesn't really have any weight so don't be deceived by what you see and make sure you stay informed and I'll end politics with just saying be informed guys but just be informed before you go into a bowl or a booth wherever you stand just be informed don't just vote your family don't vote your what your boyfriend or girlfriend's doing. Don't vote what you just saw briefly. Know what's going on. And even know like in your midterms and your elections. Know the articles and what bills are being passed. I believe in local and small government. I think a lot of change can happen there. Because you got to live there. You have to live there. So you need to be in front of whatever is going down in your neighborhood. It is where you live. That's where your kids will be raised. That's where your taxes will be raised. Your student loan payments, like, be can be affected by your income and taxes and health insurance. Like all those things matter, and you need to know who's fighting for you on the large front and the local front. Don't just focus on one election. Focus on all the many. I know politics is not everybody's thing, but when it affects your life and your money then we need to have a different conversation and that's literally why I got into politics because coming out of college taxes and finances and incomes money matters and if your parents still support you oh then you really need to be in control of of voting because money matters especially for them they have a lot to lose and gain those grown folks so that's it for at least politics moving on to hot Topics. Think I might do a break here just so that people know the difference between the two. All right, I'll be back. All right, now we're back with hot topics. The well, the tops portion of hot pile of tops. Um, excuse me. Let me know what you guys want. Um, As regards to politics, if they should be longer or shorter, I'm not opposed to splitting up episodes and having an all politics one for those who are really into that and want like a younger or like an interpreted version of at least what's happening from as unbiased as I can. My only bias is always just human um, and making sure we respect each other, regardless of our beliefs and opinions, Um, have them, voice them, work them, use them. Vote them, but definitely respect people who don't have the same ones as you. That's important. But let me know what you think, if they should be. longer or short, I've gotten a lot of great feedback of people who really like the politics session, but I do know a lot I have a, a larger following, um, especially in the social media world, of people who are into it just for the TV. and kind of want to escape politics, which I understand because I use reality TV for the exact same thing. So... Hot topics portion. Uh, yeah, so DM me. Let me know. Leave it in the ratings. Um, five stars only, but bring me their one-star thoughts and opinions to my DMs. Um, I will listen, and I will incorporate. So, some hot topics. Um, speaking of reality TV, Sarah Highland, who is on Modern Family, which is not on reality TV. She plays Haley on Modern Family. Um, she is engaged to Wells Adams for the longest time. I thought his name was Adam Wells and his name on Instagram was just backwards. It's not his name is Wells. And I don't know why I did not know that because Wells was on JoJo's season of the Bachelorette, that reality TV portion of which I transitioned to. Um, so I find that really interesting. They've been dating for quite a while. So I, I'm not surprised. I know that he made a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, headlines about wanting to make sure that he paid for her ring and that she didn't because she makes a considerable amount of money, a, a large amount of money. Modern Family has been very good to the entire cast. Um So congratulations to them. There's a bit of an age difference. Look, thirty. he's 35, she's 28. That's not a, a major deal, but... And she's lived and been around the block a little bit, being on TV for the last, oh, what, decade plus? So, really happy for them. Don't really know what he does. I do know that The Bachelorette and any mention of his, like, stint on there is completely gone. So, (coughs) there's literally, like, no mention left of him on The Bachelorette, so... It could be on Twitter still, but pretty much if you just know, you know, at this point, um, he did favorable, not terrible. He did all right. Um, yeah. So they're kind of a boring couple because they're just so happy and in love and that's like, eh, you know, it was good for them. But anyways, um, a less boring couple, Beyonce and Jay-Z met, uh, the new Duke. I mean, the new Duchess and the Duke of, what is it, Windsor? I don't know a lot about the Royals. I just know I like them, at least this one, this set. Um, Harry and Meghan Markle, um, they met each other for the, uh, the the Beyonce movie, which, call it a spade a spade. But it is the Lion game premiere, and that I thought was really cool. It was, like, so much beautiful melanin and royalty and even skins and smiling faces in one picture. Loved that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of movies, So Lion King comes out this week. i um, really excited about it. I'm going to go see it in all of its glory. Probably the day it comes out today. When you're hearing this, it, if you're hearing this um, within the week of July, what was this? The 15th. It comes out. It came out this Wednesday, the 8th. Um, 17th um and then I'll probably be seeing it tomorrow or Friday because I'm excited and I cannot wait to see all of it in its real glory um moving on to some other movie news Hustlers is a movie starring a really wide range of cast talk about a cultural class crossover Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale. She play, play. if you're not familiar with Riverdale, it is the remake teen drama version of the Archie comic series. Um, it is not nearly as nerdy as it is in the comics. It's very beautiful people, young people doing scandalous things, and it's like a murder mystery at some point. And it's, it's a lot. It's good, though. Mm. <clears throat> Kelly Ripa's husband also plays on it. I love him. Um, but Lily Reinhardt, who plays the Betty character from the, um, Archie comics, she's in this movie, Hustlers, with Cardi B, Lizzo, the, I featured her last week on my, um, podcast. Her song, Truth Hurts, is, like, dominating the pop charts right now. Like, literally, her album is amazing um plus size woman who is so confident and amazing and funny and big Bravo fan. So you definitely should be into her. Lizzo, Cardi B, Lily Reinhart, Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat, The Mom, and also from Crazy Rich Asians, great movie. Jennifer Lopez, singer, actress, older than all the other people I've just mentioned so far. Um <clears throat> And Kiki Palmer, who was an actress, um, she is about my age. She was in *Aquila and the Bee*, like her first movie ever. She's been in a series of things since then. If you have kids who are under the age of like twenty-five, or if you yourself are twenty-five, then you know exactly who she is. Probably, you should you should know Kiki Palmer is. If not, she was a big. She did a lot of a good show on Nickelodeon that your kids probably watched a few years back. Um, she's done a great uh, many things since her Keelena beat. She's accomplished. She just actually recently hosted *Strayhan* and Sarah, which is the Michael Strahan and Sarah. Oh, I forget her last name. She used to be on The View show with Candy Burris from Bravo, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the Real Housewives of New York stopped by, as well as Rachel Lindsay and Brian Absolo, chiropractor. Um, who were from the bachelorette and her fiance, they're still together. Fingers crossed. They make it down the aisle. And we actually have a confirmed bachelor, bachelorette couple that made it. Um, they were also on with candy and Kiki. So check that out. That's on my Instagram as well. Um, a picture of all of that crossover goodness. I love what housewives collide. I really would love to see a New York and Atlanta crossover. Whoa. I like that. I like that a lot. We need to get into that. Bravo. Um, Anyways, the movie Hustler. Sorry to go on the tangent. Cardi B, Lily Reinhart, Lizzo, Constance Wu, Kiki Palmer, Jennifer Lopez. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and Julia Stiles. All of them will be playing strippers together in a movie called Hustlers. They'll be playing strippers who also con and like very Oceans 8 meets the strip club they will be conning rich men who spend way too much money in strip clubs anyway and they really don't notice it missing because again they spend way too much money in strip clubs anyway and are like regulars so I kind of dig it I like it women you know taking money for men never failed as a storyline in a movie before so they're all just gonna be doing it half naked the trailer is out it's on my Instagram story but you can kind of catch it anywhere um, at this point, Us Weekly reported it, Baller Alert, um, Hustlers movie is the Instagram handle, Mixing with Monty is my Instagram handle, shameless plug. Um, and yeah, so that's him on the movie scene. And then another thing that recently caught my attention is this whole 13 Reasons Why on Netflix, which is a show, if you're not familiar, that kind of got a lot of, a lot of heat a few years ago about what revenge suicide is and it is about a young girl trigger warning if this is I'm I'm giving my trigger warning so late a trigger warning if this bothers you um it is about a young girl who has suicidal who basically narrates her own suicide throughout the series and like does it as an act of revenge in a sense of feeling neglected by her really her peers because seemingly her parents were pretty actively into her life. Um, oh, I forget Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy and the practice oh, private practice. My bad. Um, who was Addison Montgomery, my favorite character on Grey's Anatomy, plays the mom, and it's it got a lot of heat because it included the suicide scene like her actually committing suicide. And then there were a lot of copycat suicides linked or unlinked, depending on how you interpret it. There was a spike since <clears throat> the series came out a few years ago, but they included the scene and watching her actually commit suicide, which was very graphic, very, very graphic, very blatant. It was well done as well done as something like, it feels weird saying that about a suicide scene. Um, I am shocked they finally have taken it out after all of this time because the backlash, they've defended it so much about keeping it in there. Um, it's definitely not one of those things that you watch with enjoyment, but I can imagine if they're struggling, it will be hard to separate You know what it is that they're trying to warn from what it is that the girl was suffering from that you might be suffering from too if you're watching or if your kids are watching, um, and then just seeing it as a freedom or like an act of a F you or something, which is why I got so much slack, because it was a revenge and you were pissed at everyone in her life, in the girl's life, who committed suicide before she did it. So it was it gave it was a really weird dynamic because she's both a protagonist but like the anti-hero because you don't want her to die because it's it's a really weird phenomenon i say scrap the show altogether i don't think it did what it was supposed to do in my opinion as someone who has suffered from um different types of depression and anxiety and you know eating disorders and the things that are linked to depression and desi- and anxiety most people do not know that eating disorders can be linked to both um bulimia and anorexia anorexia nervosa would be the fact that it is a mental condition so it's suffering from those things and battling those things it's an everyday process I don't think it handled it the way that it should have I think that it was an important conversation but I do not think that the storyline kind of the scene itself was way more intense and vilifying of suicide than the show was and so going through the whole series of Rooting for this girl to kind of get back at all these people, and then realizing and forgetting that remembering the way she's going to get back at them is through killing herself—it—it it, it takes a really weird loop on your psyche, in my opinion. That's how I took it. So, yeah, no, I just think the whole show should be scrapped. I never understood why you even needed to come back for a second season because that just proves that you wanted a sensationalism kind of effect and not just uh, doing this for the you know for the good of. Making sure teens do not kill themselves or see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I just think that was really portrayed wrong. It was not, the counselor seemed to not have done his job. It was poor, poor, poor representation of school counselors, which I don't know where they are, how they are everywhere, but anybody who actually takes that job and actually likes their job probably was offended, you know, or who's been educated on children and teen and psychology of adolescents probably was offended because it did not seem like he what did what most counselors would probably do in my opinion so yeah i wouldn't really recommend watching it so um that's pretty much it for hot polytops i will be dipping into my dvr and i will include in the description if you were just here for um bravo and tv i'll be including in in the description where exactly that'll be starting which is pretty much right about now so Take a quick break. You're going to hear a ding and I'll be back to talk about things that I'm watching. All right. And now it is time for dipping into my DR. I took a pretty good break and now I feel actually a lot better. So what am I watching? A little bit of everything, a little bit of nothing. Very consumed by Bravo at the moment, of course. Um, But in some TV news, um, by the time you all are listening to this, you may or may not have already seen that there is a Gossip Girl reboot, not a remake, a reboot in the works. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel as if unless the entire cast comes back, less or minus Nate Archibald, you decide for yourself. But he didn't do much for me plot-wise. So, unless the entire cast comes back, I'm not interested. I'm just not. So, I need the whole cast. Um, And then I guess we can do the kids of them. I guess it's old enough for them to have kids in like middle school. So, I don't know how seedy it could be. But it could be adult seedy. That'd be fun. So, eh, maybe I'm happy with it. Maybe I'm not. I don't know yet. But we'll see more coming up on that sometime soon hopefully i've also heard there's possibly a lizzie mcguire remake or reboot happening interesting um i know that hillary duff is still doing younger i don't know if younger is if she's gonna do both or if younger is getting canceled i know it's been like moved or something like it moved to paramount network from tv land or something like that um some some kind of something happened with Younger, with its renewal from the season it's currently on. But I don't know why it's a great show. So maybe she's looking for the next thing. Maybe she'll do both. Maybe she knows something that I don't know. Maybe you all know something I don't know. I don't know. But if that's not true and there is no Lizzie McGuire remake, pretty sick joke to whom all people who on the internet have made that a thing. Um, and now for my review of The Bachelorette. And I will then put a ding in for when I'm going to do, going to do. Bravo. Um, and if you want to skip ahead to that, I'll leave in the description a marker of when exactly Bravo talk is happening. All right, the Bachelorette. <sighs> finally, finally, we have made it through hometowns. <laughs> Interesting hometowns, especially Jeds. And then there's news lately. The Jeds, not the only f-boy but also Peter Pilot allegedly had a girlfriend right up until he started filming which is interesting because he's a crowd favorite and we're watching this week was fantasy suites (laughs) and spoiler alert Peter Pilot was the one she had sex with in the windmill twice in Greece and I'm blown away just Okay, we've watched them get pretty hot and heavy, and he is a front runner, but pretty much he's only a front runner because of the amazing physical chemistry that they have. Everything else, I don't even think they know each other's last names, to be honest. My front runner is Tyler C. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Mike and his smile and the terminal next need to be the bachelor. Tyler C needs to win because he genuinely actually likes Hannah, and he seems to be the only one of the final three or four right now that actually. Is well-intentioned so we know she won't end up picking Peter because in real time we find out that he had an alleged girlfriend so Mantella Hall is next week and we'll figure out if he addresses it but she just sent home Luke for slut shaming her who basically gave her the ultimatum of if I found out that you had sex with one of these guys just hypothetically because I know you wouldn't even though we all have our slip ups and our mistakes, I would be out of this relationship right away. And she basically lost it. Like you can see the processing on her face of like, wait a minute. I have so many times made excuses for you. I have let so many things go because I really thought you were a love at first sight for me. Like, I can't even believe you're saying this to me right now. And you literally see on her face, her go through the levels. Of understanding what he just said. Understanding how everyone was right about Luke P being a asshole. And then now, boom. He's a jerk to her. And he couldn't talk his way out of it. And he tried. You can literally see on his face him trying to manipulate himself. Back into her situation. Back into her life. And her being like, no, you need to leave. This is where we get the infamous line of the whole promotion of the season of... Guess what? I've had sex and Jesus still loves me. I'm sorry for the Southern accent. I couldn't help myself. Hannah's is so cute, but it's so strong. Um And yeah, she sends him packing and I'm thrilled about it. We see that in the previews, he does come back, but all the guys like kind of rally around her like you will get out of here. And Jed uses his entire one-on-one time with her and her fantasy suite date as conversation about Luke. I would not want to use my one-on-one time about Luke, dude, you're doing this wrong. Any person that ever goes to the suitor and just spends their time talking to them about other people, it never ends well for them, ever. And don't think it's going to end well for them again. So now it's really between Peter Pilot and um, Tyler C. And I definitely want it to be Tyler C. over Peter Pilot, obviously. His name is not Peter Pilot. I just call him Peter Pilot because he is a Delta Pilot. (laughs) Um, But Tyler C., good guy, confident. I think he gives Hannah the room she needs to be the strong woman that she is. But she feels so incredibly safe and unguarded with him that he is what she needs. Because she feels like she still has to lead and be the in-charge, overbearing personality that she is with everyone else. And Luke is a manipulator. Jed spends all this time talking about Luke. Peter and her just make out heavy. Tyler is the only one who respected her to be like, I don't want to do anything you don't want to do. So, if you don't want to have sex, we won't have sex. And... I'm looking forward to the Bachelorette season finale in two weeks. Next week is the mental law. And then we will have the actual season finale, which she will send Luke home again. Cause he comes back cause he's controlling in a nightmare. So she's send him home twice. And the guys kind of like basically force him out. Like you will leave or else. And I'm here for it. Can't wait for that. And to see her either choose Tyler. See, I have a theory. She won't choose anyone. I do. I have a theory she won't be ready because I've seen her not really open up to any of them. So I don't really think she's gonna choose anybody. Um and I'm okay with that too. But it also feels like it was a waste of time and season. Like we could have just done other things. But we got a good cast of Bachelor in Paradise out of it, apparently. Um, so that doesn't really hurt. Um, but overall I give this season like a 78. It was pretty much all Luke all the time. And then a the few guys we do like and get glimpses of. All she does is pretty much want to like make out and be physical with all of them, which is fine. It's just that I don't also see her trying to fall in love. We just saw her make bad decision after bad decision with Luke. And then make up with guys and then cry. Because they didn't like Luke. And she makes a good point when she sends Luke home. You don't want a woman who sleeps with other guys but like I don't want a man I want a husband that is liked by other people and that's not you and I was like ooh, yikes I mean she read him for Phil that's a really good episode I really enjoyed it and I think that it was definitely what we deserved it just happened way too late because it's sad to see that she waited all the way until fantasy suites I made a really good meme about this she waited all the way until fantasy suites so the final four to kick a guy. And we just lost so many good ones that she barely got chances to talk to because she constantly was canceling the cocktail parties, was constantly making excuses, and wasn't listening to anyone. I mean, she was extremely stubborn. So good written, Luke, but also good luck, Hannah, because it doesn't seem like this is going to go that well for you unless she picks Tyler C. So that is my take on The Bachelorette. And let me take a quick break, and we'll get on to Bravo time. Well, I'm happy for Giselle. Like y'all can see, the D V is is wild. Like the D.C. Maryland Virginia area, which is where House of the Potomac is filmed, is crazy. Katie, I did find some interesting information because something that a lot of people do is that they Airbnb their homes where I'm at. Like Katie lives far away from Potomac, where this episode was, like, filmed at the end, where they kind of confront both Ashley and Candace, and then Candace and Ashley, and then Candace. She, she lives far. Like, she's far. She's airbnb her farm, like, majority of the year, apparently. Like, it's large. It's a large place to live. Um, it was pretty reasonably priced, and that's the reason why people kind of move out to Virginia. Um, it's a lot more for your money, but it's still kind of up there. Um, versus Giselle, who got like a decent sized home for about a million dollars. And then the rest of them, you know, kind of live a little bit modestly. And then except for like Karen and Monique, who does live in Potomac, Karen does not, but Monique does and her house is woo. So I think that like, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. So, this party is another party from hell just one week later. And they all confront Ashley. Karen and Ashley get into it. And then Candace and pretty much everyone get into it. Monique and Candace definitely get into it. And on Twitter and stuff right now, they're all still getting into it. And it's kind of wild. Monique and Ashley... No, Monique and Candace have kind of been coming for Ashley and each other a lot on the internet. Ashley's been giving birth and having babies. So, she's not really responded. And then Katie kind of went after her to yesterday, Monday. And Ashley responded really cute. She was, she came out of like her little mommy bubble, her new mommy bubble, which I'm sure any of you who are moms who listen to this won't understand this is a thing. She came out of her mommy bubble and was like, hi, my loves. So I've been having the time of my life with my baby and I've been loving her or him and having such a good time and um and falling in love every day he's a dream before these rundown chicks who were on me on the internet i think she called katie like a coochie some cutter katie and oh god just the the slurs and the not slurs but like the insults were slinging that's what i meant and she was like i will come for you at the reunion everything i have to say will come at the reunion i cannot wait this reunion is going to deliver more than most of these franchises have Someone has told me on my DMs, shout out to you. I thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm also going to probably get in contact with her to see if she wants to talk a little bit about cool sculpting because she just did it. And I really want to know how that went because we see that Dorinda now and Sonia religiously like these housewives are always talking about it. So I want to know what what the tea is like, what's it like? Going to see if she want to talk a little bit about, about her experience on here, but she was telling me that. Potomac and New York are probably the best seasons that we've had all year. And I'm pretty, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Like, I don't just, pl- I used to think I just had a bias. And now I'm just like, everybody I see is so bored with all these shows. But they won't give these new ones a try. And it's kind of sad. Like, you're really missing out. Potomac is where it's at. I also really love Dallas. I'm partial. Because I think that no one thought it was going to work. No one thought Potomac was going to work. But they work. You're like, you expect your heavy hitters to work. OC, Beverly Hills, New York, New Jersey, but they have so much on the line that they're celebrities now. You gotta get some real actual housewives, like some real housewives who are just regular women who happen to just have a lot of money, but even cooler friends or really interesting friends who get into a lot of stuff. And what I will say is that on the House of the Potomac, I wanna say all of them are married, but one, it's only Giselle and she's dating. Like, that's usually how it used to be. Like, for some of the shows, that's how it is. But, like, at least the real housewives, like, they're really in there. And Giselle's product line is in Target. So, she's, like, a businesswoman now. Like, she's flipping houses. Like, they've in the scale of, like, socioeconomic status. And I kind of dig that. That's the, that I, that's the diversity that I like and an age. Um, I actually would be curious to see a white person on this show mainly because I'm from there and I know that a large majority of the money that people have there can be predominantly... Of people who would also want to film in that particular area, a large amount of money that is in that area where Potomac itself is claiming to be or where they're claiming their setting is, there's a lot of money with um, people who are not people of color. Um, and then other kinds of people of color. There we have We are really diverse in the DMV area like insanely diverse like especially in this particular county and area of the DC and the Maryland where a few of them live oh yes the Potomac is also in Maryland but like the different counties of Maryland one is predominantly black and one is predominantly not There is some other but like not necessarily even that diverse But where the money is, there's money everywhere. So I would like to see, I would like to see the dynamic of a white person on the show. Because that one thing I liked about Texicanas was that there was like an older white lady on there. And then a slew of like Hispanics. And I think that's what they, they tried to like bring Texicanas back in like they did Housewives of Miami. And I liked Miami because all of them were Hispanic and Latina. That's. Yes, they were Latina because they were all females. Yes. All of them were Latina. And then it was like Leah Black, who was not. And I kind of dug that. Although I don't know what Larsa Pippen, I think she was Armenian or Middle Eastern of some sort. I don't want to get that wrong, but I know that what she looks like now, when she looks like on now House Miami, not the same thing. So I would like to see some like diversity the opposite way. And mix it up that way. I know that they're a little hesitant to do that because Kim Zolciak left Atlanta on a really poor, almost racist note. It was not good. And I don't think people picked up on that, but I think Annie did. And that's why she kind of didn't get extended invitation back because her comments are basically like the whole black ass thing is so abrasive. She, no other white person will film on the show. What was, that's annoying. I was like, no, shut up. And I haven't really been able to get into her since, because she just has, she rides the racist line a lot. Like she always has, but I think that in today's times, it's just a little bit like less. You know, we don't put up with it as much. There's less room for error, I'll say. So I would like to see it. Um, Brown will give it another try though on Potomac, because I like that they're pushing the diversity of Potomac and it being a predominant an all black woman cast. Um, showing wealth of an area that is not all black, but diverse enough, but maybe not even reflecting what the cast looks like. I think it's important to do that, um, to show that multiple kinds of people have money guys. And I think that they tried it with OC when they had an Armenian, um, housewife a few years ago, back when, um, like the episode of the quiet woman, I think her name was Peggy and she was kind of brought in by Lizzie who... No, not Lizzie. Oh gosh, I forget her name. She was so not memorable. The other one who was like super religious with Tamara and praying and Bible study and she was friends with Peggy and she only had boys and she, So I don't don't remember her, but she was not that memorable or fun to watch. Peggy kind of was, but I don't think she received well, but she was some diversity and I appreciated their effort in that. I just needed them to cast some I need these friend groups to have more diverse friends. That's what it looks like it needs to be. Because casting someone doesn't work, I don't think. They don't mesh. We never like them. They have to go. I hear Teddy's on the chocolate block and I think she was the exact that was the exact reason why she never would have lasted. Her name drove her into that. And so I guess. But if she's not really friends with them, I'm not interested. So I think they, these friend groups need to have some more diverse friends and they need to pull from other parts like Again, Southern Charm, I want Cam to bring that one black man that she is, like, really good friends with With her, him, and Patricia go to lunch. And I want to know what they talk about because something about that seems fun. Anything with Patricia seems fun to me. But the age, the race dynamic, the age difference, the class difference, I think all of that would be really fun to watch. I need Bravo to push some, like, pull more of your friends or we're going to go diverse. Like, or do some crossovers. Send someone from another city to go live somewhere else. Because I need them to shake this up. I'm tired of these one-hit wonder, two-hit wonder housewives. So, like, anyways, watch Potomac. This episode was amazing. I loved this fight of um, everybody against Candace. And Candace being like, I'm fighting with my husband, my mama, and my friends. Oh, no. I wonder what the problem is. Girl, it's you. You're the problem. So... I'm curious to see how she'll rectify this. Giselle has said many times that, like, at the end of the season, what we be rooting for Candace, I would like to see how. So, I need more. I'm excited for where this is going. Potomac is bound to deliver the best season of Housewives this year. It might surpass New York. I don't know. We'll see. Because New York was good. And then, like, it was boring at first. And then it was great. And then it was like, okay, now we're over it really, like, ugh, ending. But Ashley, already knowing about this whole, on Potomac, this, like, whole thing of um, her husband being indicted, knowing about this. And acting like she just wasn't going to tell nobody. And then her being ashamed that her husband may be It's just, I have questions and I cannot wait for the Potomac reunion. Because they're all really going at each other right now. Because they are really... They're, yeah, this is a good season. It's going to be a really good reunion. It's going to be promising. I'm definitely going to see three parts out of this. I think uh, if we can get three parts out of a dog in Beverly Hills, we can get, or it's not really about a dog, but Camille and LVP, he's not even there. We can get three parts out of this. So I would like to see more. I would like to know more. I want as much, because the charges are dropped, I think they can talk about it. If they up up to the cameraman, what he wants mentioned, but. I think that there's no ongoing case. So she'd be able to actually talk about it. I'd be curious to see if Michael actually comes to the reunion since so many of the husbands typically do. So I am going to be um, continuously listening to two judgy girls this week. They talk about, well, she is one judgy girl this week. She talks about how Potomac is the best. Like she got on board, she got hooked by her friend Greg, who is the guest hosting with her this week. I'm telling you guys, you're going to be the last ones if you're not watching. And if I've converted any of you to be believers, I'm telling you, listen to start at season three, start at season three and work your way through four or just start at season four. I don't care. Like just catch up at this point and then go back to season three, one and two. No, three and four. Yes. Same with Dallas. Three and four. Yes. One and two. eh. So watch if I've converted any of you, please DM me. I'm curious to see your thoughts, your thoughts. I really want to connect with more of you. I'm so grateful for the few of you that have been in my DMs. I hope some of you all will feel comfortable writing a review and rating me five stars because I really, really need that. Um, I really love talking to all of you. I'm going to try to do my podcast a little differently than most. I'm going to try to respond to as many people as possible because I hate watching TV alone. And I want to feel like what well, you're watching, I want to watch what I'm watching. I want you guys to try to tell me what you think. Tell so what I should be watching. If you want me to review more shows that aren't just Bachelorette and Bravo, I'm trying to restructure my podcast entirely. So I want to do probably like half politics and hot topics of like what's going on in the world and the other half all TV. So just a whole hour or some change of just me talking shit about the world, the government, the, pop, the, the celebrities of the world, and then like all oh, the people on reality TV subject themselves to me and all of us talking shit so let's do it together please feel free to follow me on instagram at M-I-X-I-N-G, mixing with money and mixing with money for some fun memes and all the bravo and tv news that you want to see from just another reality account <clears throat> like i mean not like rate and st- um Review, please. I love reading your reviews, they're really, really sweet. DM me, let's talk. Tell me what you're thinking about doing about this episode. Sorry for all the coughing, recommend some cough syrup for me. Um, yeah, I hope to get in contact or at least to hear from a lot of you guys soon. I appreciate all the reviews that I've gotten so far, especially the ones from people who know that I really love doing this and um, I have some really exciting upcoming features and stuff coming up. So I'm excited about that. And I hope to continue to grow with you guys. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. And I will talk to you guys next week. Yay. Bye. Yay.